The scripture for today's sermon comes from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, and from chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set out by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Hear the word of the Lord. I bring you warmest greetings from the faculty, the staff, and the dean of Yale University Divinity School, where we endeavor every day to train women and men for the manifold ministries of our Lord in Christ. We seek to train people to make a difference in this world. And by God's grace, we will do that. I'd like in our brief time this morning to draw your attention to a small moment, a very small moment in the book of Acts. At the very beginning of the revolution that Jesus began through his resurrection. A revolution that you and I are yet in the midst of even now. Jesus had risen from the dead. This is the new beginning and he has come to his disciples. These astonished disciples understood what the resurrection of their friend, their teacher, and their Lord, what it meant. He indeed had risen with all power in his hands. He has overcome death and the power of violence. And then these disciples, these wonderful disciples, <laughs> these wonderful disciples of Jesus asked that question. The question that many of us would have asked in this situation. Lord, now that you have all the power, when will you restore the kingdom of Israel? When will we take over? When will we be in charge? You can, you can feel the urgency, the urgency of the question. That is always the question that haunts those of us who want to see the world made right, want to see the world changed, want to see the world made fair, made just. When people, when will people who think like us be in charge? 
It is also a question that those drawn to power constantly ask, when will I, when will I be in charge? It's a fabulous question. It is the nationalist question with social, political, and economic implications. You see, the disciples of Jesus asked the question because, let me be frank, they were tired of seeing Israel oppressed, and they wanted to call all the shots, control the operations, and change the narrative. And now that Jesus had the power, they wanted an answer to this question. Yeah. But it is not clear, not clear yet in the story, whether these disciples of Jesus wanted Jesus or if they simply wanted power. It's not clear right now at this moment in our history, especially in this country, whether disciples of Jesus want Jesus or if they simply want to be in control. You see, it is easy to confuse the desire for Jesus with the desire to be in control. People make this mistake all the time. If he has all the power, then we should be in control, and certainly we should, we should not be controlled. We should not be controlled by those who don't think like us. Right now, there are a lot of Christians who are living out this way of thinking. Right now, they are convinced that if they follow Jesus, they ought to be in control. I worry that there are too many Christians who worship Jesus' power and not Jesus. It's easy to get those confused if you are asking the wrong question. Too many want a fantasy of resurrection without a resurrected Jesus. I worry that there are too many who follow Jesus because they want to be winners first. Disciples later on. But this is what nationalist fantasy does. It turns every religion toward the worship of power. Yeah, that's what it does. Such fantasy always dreams of power over people and power to control our own destiny. That fantasy, that beautiful, enticing, compelling fantasy, that fantasy of power over people drives the creation of walled communities, border patrols, and of course, let's not forget, prisons. It makes violence and segregation look so attractive. Now, let's be clear. Jesus does have power. Yes, he does. 
and the reign of Israel will be restored. But that, but not as the disciples anticipated it. So Jesus tells his disciples that when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they will receive the power of God. And when the Spirit came, they did not just get power. They got God. You ask for power, and God will give you God's self. They got God's desire poured all over them. That's what happens when you pray for power. The Spirit comes upon them, and they are pressed. They are pressed by the Spirit to speak in the languages of other people. Wow. God, God did not ask their permission. Power. God did not take a vote. Power. God simply poured God's own life and desire into the disciples. Hmm. This, my sisters and brothers, this, this is God touching, taking hold of tongue and voice, mind, heart, and body. This is a joining. This is a joining. Unprecedented, unanticipated, unwanted, yet complete joining. Those gathered in prayer, those gathered in prayer, afraid, not sure of the future, those gathered in prayer, they asked for power, but they did not ask for this. This is real grace, untamed grace. This is the grace that replaces our fantasies of power over people with God's desire for people. You see, God's fantasy replaces our own if we pray. God fantasizes not that we would have power over people, but that we would desire one another, desire people different from us as much as God desires us. Imagine that, having in us the same desire that God has for us, having in us that desire for others in the way, in the depth, in the strength that God desires us. God has come to these disciples, on them, with them. The followers of Jesus are now being connected in a way that joins them to people in the most intimate space of voice, memory, sound, body, land, place. And it is language, sisters and brothers, that runs through all these matters. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> to learn a language different from your mother tongue is to enter life and the life and world of other people. It is the sinews of existence of a people. <coughs> Excuse me. Speak a language speak of people. 
And God speaks people fluently. And God, with all the urgency that is with the Holy Spirit, wants the disciples of Jesus, the disciples of God's only begotten Son, to speak people fluently too. You see, this is the beginning of a community broken open by the sheer act of God, and we are yet to comprehend the extent, the extent to which God is acting to break us open. The power of God has come upon us through the Holy Spirit, and what it means for us to be in charge is not to have our own way, but by the Spirit <clears throat> to become a way for people to be joined together. We are called to join with people in the name of Jesus, guided by the Spirit, and to join people together who would never imagine shared, intimate life. What this requires, what is required of us at this crucial moment is to stop resisting the work of the Spirit. So for anyone here who wants to see the world made right, made fair, made just, <coughs> excuse me. you should aspire to be in charge. You should aspire to have power by yielding to the Spirit and following Jesus in the lives of people you would prefer not to join, by asking God to pour into you God's own desire. I am convinced, I am convinced that the deepest challenge of the church at this moment is not to know the will of God, but to stop resisting the will of God. We resist so much and so often that the only word from heaven to us at this crucial moment is one single word, yield, yield. You see, if we would yield to the Spirit, that would change everything. That would speak revolution. Amen. Amen.